Hello, everyone. Kara Olker here, intuitive health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. I host my own podcast called Deep and Roots Podcast, and I do it all from Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it truly is the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Who doesn't love to be able to do things for free? And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. By the way, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Pretty sweet, eh? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. I personally love using Anchor to record and upload my podcast episodes. I get to choose my own intro and outro music. In case you were wondering, it's Tropics in the Beats section. And it's very user-friendly for this millennial who can't technology at all. (laughs) It's one and done. Then I schedule my episodes to publish whenever I want them published. For me, I schedule to publish every Friday because... Who doesn't love Fridays? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello there. You are listening to the Deep and Roots podcast. My name is Carol Olker. I'm an intuitive health coach and the founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. You can check out what I do and the services I offer on Facebook and Instagram under Deep and Roots Health Coaching. You can also join my Facebook group, Reincarnated, called Busy Professionals Living with Gut Issues. And I've recently joined the Dow Cloud community. You can find me at www.dao. C-L-O-U-D dot com forward slash pro forward slash Kara dash Olker. Deep and Roots podcast has been created to give listeners an inside look into my health coaching business, specifically my one-on-one 90-day program, which helps my clients establish habits that serve them in developing intuition around their thoughts and gut health. I use science and logic, and I also use the power of thoughts, feelings, intuition, and sass, because authenticity is not an option in my world. You know what else isn't an option? Trusting your gut. If this appeals to you and you want to dive into your own abundant health journey, reach the hell on out to me. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 26. Hello. So I am doing something a little different today. Uh, I actually have a guest. I know I talk about having a guest in the intro of every single one of my podcast episodes. And some of you have been wondering, when am I going to have a guest? And so the answer to that is today. (laughs) So (laughs) episode 26 uh, is staying firm in your enoughness during the holidays. And 
I can't think of a better person to talk about this with than mm. Joseph Pisano, Joe Joseph. And he is an empowerment coach, uh, flowering, heat of flowering, flowering heart of compassion, journey to joyful. He helps people. And I got this from your LinkedIn page because I can, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you say that you help people change their reality through self-examination, challenging their preconceived ideas of what reality is, mindfulness and movements. Uh, you touch on NLP, Z Health, uh, Zipasana, and um, Anna Pes. Panasati. I'm so sorry. I'm like massacring no Those two things are Buddhist meditations, correct? Correct. And you also have a book called Harmonious Awakening from Under the Shrouds. Yes. And so let's just talk, Joe. I mean, that's pretty amazing. First off, how did you get into this 15 years ago? That's such a wonderful question. I essentially got into self-cultivation or, you know, self-empowerment at a very young age. Uh, my mom is a professional astrologist. And so I grew up in that kind of an environment. Uh, you know, we would kind of go to little gypsy fairs here and there, which funny enough is what we now call like art shows. Okay. Art shows weren't always art shows. They actually were these like little fairs of these traveling people who that's how they would kind of make their money, right? Uh, like a family would travel and would sell your stuff. That's really so kind of cool. And so I grew up in the environment of always kind of looking to question what really is being told to us and how we can live our life. So since I was gifted this kind of mind of questioning, I kind of ran with it. I was very fortunate to have a, uh, a mother who encouraged me, even though there are times she probably wanted to strangle me, <laughs> but she really let me find my own way. And so I'm so thankful and grateful for that. And yeah. essentially, yeah, what happened about 15 years ago, I was um, in the restaurant industry. I was a bartender nice. and my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, so we're not together anymore, but, you know, we absolutely broke amiably, amicably, I believe I said that correctly. <laughs> and, uh, Me trying know. to talk about your meditations <laughs> amicably. There we <laughs> <So> go. <laughs> Perfect. And so what happened was we started to, um, we got our uh, certification in uh, strength and conditioning, personal training. And what was really beautiful, I didn't feel passionate about bartending. Yeah. I was good at it, but I wasn't passionate about it. I felt like I was poisoning people, yeah. you know, I'm like, I was like, this doesn't seem right. I'm good at it. People like to sit at my bar, but I'm poisoning them. I, this isn't for me. And so when I started to get into the health industry, all of a sudden, I just, it, it was like a light bulb went off for me. And I just dove in. I got super nerdy about it, became just a total fitness geek. Like I was just into it. I loved it. And at that point, I was able to leave the restaurant industry and I jumped deep into the strength and conditioning. What was really interesting 
that I didn't anticipate to happen was because of all of the years that I've been working on myself, my inner self, that when I got into this new business, they go hand in hand, mental cultivation, spiritual cultivation, and physical cultivation, they are all hand in hand. And in fact, what was really a, a beautiful moment was when I started to realize as I get these people moving differently, emotions come up. Emotions for them come up. Oh, and, wow. you know, it could be something that either has them laughing, giggling, or just weeping, crying. And they created a space where I was able to talk to them about it. And I could ask them, you know, hey, what's going on? If you want to talk about it, I'm here. And, you know, if not, no worries. We're, we're in this together. And because of the, all the fun things I've been through, you know, I've, everyone, everyone has gone through stuff, yeah. right? Everyone's gone through stuff. No one comes out of this unscathed. <laughs> no. Right? Everyone's gone through stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I've had my fair share. And because I have, and I have now come out on the other side of it, I have a way that I'm able to kind of help people navigate what they're going through. And all of a sudden, I got super busy. I, people just loved it. They wanted to be with me and I wanted to be with them. And the next thing I knew, I was uh, really helping people, not just with their physical body, but with their mental mental and spiritual bodies as well. And it just has blown up for me. It was, it was really incredible. And the last 15 years have just gone by in a flash. I am so fortunate to be in the industry I'm in. And I'm just so blessed that people love me, that they want to stay with me and that they trust me to move them in the correct direction. That's you know? amazing. <laughs> and, and you and I, when we had our first conversation, we were talking about the importance of, you know, building a team around you so that, mm -hmm. you know, you can rely on somebody else in your team. And, you know, and I was saying like, that's a wonderful thing that you and I have connected because you are so focused on gut health. And I, I've got a decent idea about some gut health. I mean, however, it's always better to be able to, you know, send out reinforcements, which, you know, a lot of times coaches, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of coach you are. We almost, I say we, I'm including myself in this, but we almost get to this place of, oh no, if I refer this person out, they're going to leave me. And that's the wrong mindset. That's the scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And I live purely in abundance. Yeah. So I'm more than happy to say, oh my gosh, look, you have a question. I know the perfect person for you to go to go to them, go yeah. to them, right? Yeah. yeah, like you, yeah, what I love is that, you know, yes, in my line of work, I do talk about, you know, speaking, standing in your truth and enoughness, and there are definitely strong elements of discovering yourself and self-love, but you are, you are self-love, you are the mm. self-love coach. <laughs> I am that health coach, right? Totally, so totally. Of course, it, there are elements of 
gut health in some way in your field, but if someone needs more specific TLC around gut health, bam, I'm your girl, right? If someone just really wants just kumbaya, self-love, just want that, (laughs) you're the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And same with, you know, like even coaches need coaching or they need that support, you know, um, same yes. with relationship coaches. I, I love that. I'm like, Hey, who's a relationship coach. I want to learn from you too. Like yes. where it's yes. all intertwined. but if I want to know a guy who knows it all, I go to that person and that's the yeah. beauty of it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. It just, that's how we expand. Right, that's literally expansion. Yes. And (laughs) (laughs) the great thing about us is that, you know, we're no, we're no better. We're not this sense of like perfection in the world. We all have our messy stuff. We're all crazy and weird and neurotic in our own way, probably at some point, even still, right? But we've done our work. We are passionate at with what we do and we love that we can help people and that's why we we're here and that's why I love just teaming up with you know you especially it's just it's great I was so excited <laughs> to team up with you. but yeah it's just you know we've been able to do the work and maybe we're just a few steps ahead but it's so we can like lay down breadcrumbs and be like here you go you know, because we've all been there. And especially with the topic of today, um, staying firm in your enoughness, Um, especially with around family and the holidays. Um, We all have some type of narrative from our childhood that may hold us back in some ways. And we may be this very secure adult And then we go back home or we get on on that Zoom call with grandma (laughs) and suddenly we're six years old and freaking out about something or we're in that mind, mind frame of, oh yeah, I'm just the kid who messes up things or whatever our narratives are from when we're kids. And I think it's so important, especially when we're getting into you know, we're still in a pandemic, guys. We're still in one. It's not going away. <laughs> and, you know, holidays, we already have a lot of emotions from this year. Um, the election, you know, families are still divided. They have their thoughts around what's been happening with the U.S., with the world the last, you know, week, let alone the last few months or few years. And then we have the holidays themselves. It's a mixed bag. So um, I guess what I want to talk about with you is, you know, what, one, do you still have these thoughts? Like, do you still, do you, let's be honest, do you still have these thoughts? Like when you talk to family or whatever, do you ever have that, like going back to, little Joe once in a while (laughs) with your narratives. (laughs) 
you know, when I was much younger, yes, you know, so I'm 48 now, right? So when I was, when I was much younger, (laughs) right? I feel great though. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I'm 36. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I want to turn into a really good Bordeaux, you know? (laughs) There you go. There you go. Oh, and if I can even give you a little bit of some love, the 40s for me were even better than the 30s and the 30s were great. So I can't wait to be like in my 40s. Like I'm enjoying now, but I'm like, oh yeah, 40s are going to be amazing. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. I love it so much. Yeah. So yeah, not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. It has taken a lot of work, Mm -hmm. a lot of communication with family, right? You can't really go into the next steps and the next levels of healing if you don't communicate with the person that you want to heal with. There's things you can do, right? You can do forgiveness, um, forgiveness drills, you know, forgiveness practices. Um, Ho'oponopono is a wonderful forgiveness practice. You can do that. But if you really want to be able to begin forgiveness steps with somebody, and really, especially with family, where you, you know you're going to be there, you mm-hmm. know that you're going to be there, right? And the trepidation of what do I say to this person because they always launch into something that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. That's where the standing up, you know, the enoughness, right? There, there's so many different kinds of enoughness, which I think so many people don't really comprehend. It's like love. There's so many different kinds of love. There's not just mm-hmm. one love. If there was, we'd all be in trouble. Yeah. We'd all be in trouble, right? You don't love your significant other like you love your cat. You don't love your cat like you love your mom. You don't love your mom like you love drinking a a cup of water when you're dehydrated. There's so many different types of love and there's different types of enoughness as well, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's important if you are already knowing that you are, you've had enough of a particular conversation begin to have the conversation of either a how can I steer the conversation away from that moment if the conversation goes to that place anyways what can I do to be compassionate to walk away from that moment yeah because it's it's compassion to be able to walk away right somebody starts saying something your stuffing is terrible I can't believe you put oysters in your stuffing there's, there's no need to get upset. There's no need to have be an <laughs> argument. You know, if you already know that this person doesn't like oysters in their stuffing, how awesome would you be if you go, oh, you know what? I remember that you don't like oysters in your stuffing. That's why I made you a special stuffing without oysters. Yeah. Oh my God, you have just diffused a situation before it even started. And that person will then go, oh my gosh, wow. I, I didn't think you actually thought about me. I just thought you always put oysters and stuffing because you didn't like me. No, no, I just, you know, I didn't think about it, but I thought about it this time because I had enough of that conversation. Yeah. So my enoughness actually stepped forward and said, what can I do proactively so that I don't have that conversation again because it comes back down to communication. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what kind of a conversation are you going to have now if the person is thinking, you made me stuffing without oysters. I didn't ask you to do that. I, 
that's going to be an entirely different conversation. The, the world is going to change right then and there. Your reality is going to change right then and there with that person. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's pretty powerful for sure because it's like, hey, you know, I do make this kind of stopping, <laughs> but I'm thinking of others and, you know, ah, let's try it this way. Or I left the oysters out of this, out of the stopping in this way, or, Hey, you know what? So-and-so brought stopping as well. And it's pretty amazing. So why don't you try theirs? You know, like there's enough stopping for everyone. So totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You know, yeah. And, and, and right there, you just absolutely demonstrated a level of communication that, you know, we can have in our toolbox. It's just remembering to go into the toolbox. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and not letting that person rile you up so that you are a reactionary. You want to be able to step back, observe the moment, observe the situation and say, Oh wait, what do I have in my toolbox that I can use for this? Oh my gosh. Did you see Sarah's stuffing? Sarah's stuffing is so good. In fact, I just had a plate of it. There's no oysters. It's awesome. Like, if you don't believe me, I'll go get another plate of it. <laughs> right? Let's go. Come on. Let's go together. Yeah. Some other people love my oyster stuffing. So that means more of Sarah's stuffing for you. Totally. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah. Okay, so we're back on. I had to pause real quick because my dog was in the crate and he was sounding like a baby orca. So if you heard him, <laughs> <laughs> little Henry is out and free, <laughs> free Henry. And um, so I want to get back to the toolbox that you were talking about, just the tools to help take you from a reactionary response to just responding. Yeah, you know, one of the beautiful things, we have so many teachers in our world right now that they didn't have access to, you know, 100 years ago, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they're always giving us little tips and tricks, right? Those are the tools that we have. And so what we do is we, we oftentimes we will get a tool, we'll use it. And then we kind of put it away because, oh, well, we don't need that tool anymore, right? So we get another tool, we get another tool. And so many times what happens is we forget about tools that we have accumulated over the years, right? We forget about it. We, we don't yeah. dip into our toolbox enough and we forget. And so sometimes what we'll do is we'll hang on to one tool for a long time and we'll try to use that one tool for every situation yeah. and then we'll say oh well oh this tool doesn't work right i i'm not going to use this tool anymore it doesn't work and so you 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 just put it deep inside the toolbox and you forget to pull it out for the situation that it does work for mm -hmm. you can't you can't build a house with a hammer alone right exactly. you need to have you need to have many tools yeah and one of the things that is so beautiful is the more you cycle through your tools, all of a sudden you start to gain a mastery of them. Mm -hmm. There's a beautiful uh, stanza in the Tao Te Ching 
where it says essentially, I'm gonna kind of paraphrase it, but you know, the beginner cuts themselves on the master's tools because they haven't used them enough. Whereas the master can grab it and they don't hurt themselves at all. In fact, mm -hmm. they are absolute beautiful craftsmen with it. They do amazing things with those tools, but the beginner picks it up and they can cut themselves because they haven't used it enough. So the more we cycle through those tools, so you encounter a situation, you can try a tool. If that tool doesn't work, uh, so many people get frustrated and they give up and they just, that's when they kind of become reactionary. Mm -hmm. They go, oh man, I tried this one tool. It didn't work. Forget it. You know, screw this. I'm going home. Right. <laughs> As opposed to saying, okay, I tried this one. Let me cycle through real quick. Oh wait, let me try this. Okay. Let's try this strategy. Did that tool work? Nope. Let's try this other one. And before you know it, you, you found it. You found the one that works. Yeah. I know, I know there's something a lot of people have experienced, especially with family, where let's say you have a family member and they're doing something and you, your siblings have told this family member over and over and over again, you know, hey, don't do that or that's not good for you. And then all of a sudden a stranger that they just met two minutes ago walks up tells them the exact same thing you've been telling them and they go oh wow that you're right that's so smart i never thought about that and you're sitting next to them going i've been telling oh, you that for years like yes. right here's the thing it might be the same tool but the way the stranger said it had a different level of mastery than you have mm -hmm. right you may exactly. be saying it right thinking, oh, I'm saying it with this compassionate heart, but really, really, it's like, no, you know, mom, why do you drink Coca-Cola all the time, right? Like, come on, stop drinking Coca-Cola. I think I'm being compassionate, but clearly there's something in the tone of voice that I am delivering <laughs> that is, you know, pushing her away a little bit. Yeah, I feel that oftentimes um, when that happens, it's like, whether it's friends or family or people you're close to, there is some type of triggering with whatever you say and the type of situation that you say it on. And so it's like they automatically just have this blind eye or deaf ear where it doesn't resonate because they're like already blocking what's already triggering. Like they're certain things are like, and I think all of us do this where it's like a Teflon sometimes around people mm -hmm. or certain situations that kind of trigger you. Like we automatically put up this Teflon and then we're like, okay, we're not going to think about it because I don't want to react. Right. So we think yeah. the opposite of reacting is to just ignore it. And there has to be an always, um, in all situations, like a middle ground. So instead yes. of reacting, why don't we just respond? Well, it takes letting go of that Teflon to yes. allow ourselves to kind of absorb it and not be triggered and yes. just kind of absorb, uh, observe it and say, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? You've been telling me this for years. Hey, baby orca. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Henry really wants to make an appearance. But, um, you know, hey, I, I know you've been telling me for, you know, years that, um, you know, diet soda is bad for me. Um, but I really think there is some truth in it. I'm ready to listen now. Like that takes a lot, right? And you yes. also have to accept the fact that if you're around family, um, whether it is if you are braving it and you're together and up close the, during the holidays or if you're in Zoom or whatever, doing Zoom, or even if you're like outside social distancing, holiday gathering, you have to, I think it's important to end this quest of enoughness and just developing yourself it's so important to go in knowing that there may never be a time that that person will accept what you say, no matter what you say, and that you are enough regardless. Yes. And that does take some deep diving, crash and burn, yes. <laughs> multiple attempts to try to do it. But it is so imperative, not only for you, but for that person. Going back to the communicating of, even if you never sit down with that person and say, can we just talk about, you know, like our differences or can we just talk about the elephant in the room? Sometimes you may not ever have that chance uh, because that may not be how the person rolls. But sometimes in the communication of, I'm going to love you regardless. And my actions and my, my words are going to uh, follow because I love myself. Like that is so important. And that is okay that you're not, if you're not there, that is completely okay. <laughs> um, yes. But know that you can have that you you can make that happen in your life if that's what you want like you can love people and i have this in my life i love people so much but am i the biggest fan of certain things in their lives no but it's not for me to judge right totally so, totally yeah it, you know there's a really cool trick would you like to hear this cool trick <sighs> Yes, I think <laughs> me, I think myself and uh, my little following would love to hear this trick. <laughs> okay, so this can, this can be a little challenging. Yes. But when, the better you get at it, then all of a sudden it opens up a new world to you. Mm -hmm. So have you ever, um, so Kara, have you ever been out somewhere and you see somebody and you go, oh, wow, that person looks like somebody I know. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. So now imagine that you're in the grocery store and you look over and you see somebody that looks like your aunt and you go, oh, wow, that person looks like my aunt. At that moment, you say to that person in your mind and whatever your aunt's name, um, Aunt Cindy, right? Let's call her Aunt Cindy. I have an Aunt Cindy. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Right. <laughs> Right? It's a, I love that. I just pulled that out. I'm happy. Are you also a clairvoyant? Like, what is this? <laughs> I'm a, a Jovoyant. Jovoyant. <laughs> right? And at that moment, when you can put together that, that link, that's my Aunt Cindy, 
you say, I love you, Aunt Cindy. Thank you for loving me. Love it. Right? Well, yeah. it's that simple. I love you. Thank you for loving me. I love you. Thank you for loving me. Oh. Right? Boom. Oh, All of a sudden, you start to do that with people you meet. And it, even if you see somebody that has a very slight resemblance to somebody, mm -hmm. put the resemblance of your family member onto them. I love you. Thank you for loving me. Huh. Something that was really beautiful that happened for me when I, I started doing this practice probably about eight years ago. Yeah. Right. So my grandma young, when she passed away, um, I had some mixed feelings about it because I loved her, but I felt like I was never good enough for her. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there were times in our life that we had conflict. We banged heads. Our communication was terrible. I was young, headstrong. She was older, headstrong. We were just conflicting. And all of a sudden, I saw someone who looked like my grandma young. Mm -hmm. So I, I was thought to myself, I go, oh my God, you look like my grandma young. And I was like, grandma, I love you. And thank you for loving me. It was just that simple. Yeah. Okay, this is where it started to get really incredible. All of a sudden, I started to see more and more women who looked like my grandma young. And not only that, they began to resemble her almost identically, huh. like almost as if it was her twin. Yeah. So at first, it was just a little thing that kind of reminded me of her. Then it was a couple more things and then a couple more things. And then this one day I remember I was standing in line and it was two people in front of me. She turned around and I was like almost taken back. I was like, oh my God, grandma, wow. I love you. Thank you for loving me. And like, it was at, as soon as I said, thank you for loving me, she turned back around. Was it because you said it out loud and you didn't realize it? Did you freak nope. her out? <laughs> that's probably why she turned around right, Maybe, right? <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> no, no that's I, so amazing wow so amazing, right and what's really cool is i have been doing that now with all of my family members and i have noticed that my relationship with all of my family members has gotten better and better yeah. and better and better yeah right you know, because I just put out there, I'm just putting the imprint of my family member on this person. And since we all have an energy about us, all of a sudden, who's to say that that energy that I'm putting for the, the love that I'm giving towards this person, but imprinting my family member isn't actually affecting the family member. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, exactly. I can't say it's not. I can only say from my experience that from doing this, my family relationships have gotten better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's it's the thoughts you choose to have around the people you care about. And that's amazing that you do that. And what's interesting is that I've not done it in that way exactly. Like I don't, yes. I don't look at people resembling my aunt Cindy <laughs> or my other aunts, you know, or my, my other um, family members. But I have just in moments of just the last few years, especially, um, you know, since, well, the last few years, 
I, um, I lost both my parents and uh, within four months of each other, unrelated instances. And I, I've talked about this before, um, you know, with my podcast, I think, at least in one of my videos. But, you know, that happened five years ago. And that was very devastating. And, and with that, I, you know, I was, I was 30 at the time, my father passed away two weeks before my 31st birthday, and, and he passed away very unexpectedly. So with that, I just had two losses that I was trying to get over. And with that, I was also just wanting to just, I felt alone. And I wanted to feel like the love, like I just didn't want to feel abandoned. And I know I was, I'm a grown woman, but when that happens, you, you do feel abandoned in a sense. And I sure. just wanted to feel like everything was okay because it wasn't in my mind yes. and it took a while, but I just started to feel this strong need to just in my head when I was thinking about people in my life, um, deceased or alive, I would just say, you know, I love you. I love you regardless. And that really did help. You know, I'd like to think that that vibrational energy transferred, you know, just kind of bounced off to that person, but it really was that change within me too. It's like, no matter what, I will still call you yes. <laughs> randomly on holidays or birthdays and say, Hey, or whatever. And I'll still exude that love because, you know, you're a person in my life. And that's, that's how that, that was kind of just a mission in my life, especially the last few years, because it's like, why not? In a world full of possibilities, why don't we just choose love? And before you know it, it really does just kind of reflect within yourself. And then you're like, you know, I can do things like whether I have this huge, super apparent support system where everyone's coming out of the woodwork supporting me or are they on the sidelines cheering me on and I don't even know it like it doesn't matter because I feel the love you know yes and I think that's super super important to have but it was also super awesome is that you seeing your grandma young everywhere that's pretty cool <laughs> oh, it, was it was crazy and in fact I haven't seen her for a while after that moment happened but it was like this building it was just building 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 and it was it was amazing it was amazing you know and something you had mentioned earlier about being triggered because there's always somebody in the family who wants to push the button yeah right you know one of the neat things is uh, and I, a lot of times that happens at the first you know when you first see them like you open the door and there is uncle bob Uncle Bob, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Are you still doing this thing? The thing that they know kind of pushes the button. <laughs> That's the moment to stand up into your enoughness and say, hey, it's really good to see you and then walk away. Yeah. It's really good to see you and walk away. Don't, don't let that person have the button control. Uh-huh. Right? You're the one with the button control. Oh, yeah. Right? And so many times we've heard the thing of, if you're getting triggered, walk away. Yes, but also have the tool that we talked about 
to let the other person know that, you know, you're not just going to sit here and take it. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not just going to sit here and take it. I'm not going to get pissed off and angry. I'm not going to start a, a yelling match. I'll just simply say, hey, nice to see you walk away. There's yeah. not much they can say about that. Yeah. Right. What are they going to say? Wait, what do you mean? It's nice to see me. How <laughs> dare you? Right. Are no. you being passive aggressive again? They, <laughs> like, they, they well, yeah, know. kind of, maybe, you know, <laughs> right? you know, it'll, it'll almost, it might feel that way for them. But if you do it with compassion in your heart, mm -hmm. then it's not passive aggressive. Exactly. Yeah. But you have, it's really about the pet compassion that you're delivering it with. Right. Yes. Clearly the person who's trying to push your button, they are a sad person because they thrive on you being upset. Mm -hmm. Anyone who thrives off of somebody else having a negative emotion or a negative feeling, that's a sad person. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't have time to be angry or mad at a sad person. That, that's a sad person. They do not need anger on top of their sadness. Exactly. Right? So and I just my, deliver. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to like completely cut you off. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, it's okay. Oh, so I, I was just thinking, yeah. Um, you know, and, and my practice when we're talking about, or in, in my business, when we're talking about uh, habits, setting up habits, I, I do talk about how you have your basic wiring and, and as you're, um, as you're going through and, and you have your goals and you have your habits that are different, you essentially are signing up to take on a new identity of sorts. Like you'll mm -hmm. have to have different thoughts around your feelings to get um, different actions and, and essentially results. And when that happens, you're going to freak out and that is yeah. completely okay. Your feelings totally. are going to be like, right? And it's totally. okay. But then in my business, I'm also like, okay, great. What kind of thoughts do you want to have towards those feelings? And eventually it turns into different feelings around the situation, but you know, and, and I think it's the same when people are responding to you, because as you're changing and you're evolving, um, you know, people aren't really hip to the program. They see you as little Joe or little Kara, and they're not hip to, you know, more aware Joe or more aware Kara or more evolved, you know, and um, this new identity. So they're going to be triggered and they're going to be like, hey, yes. what's going on? And yes. that is completely okay. Just be like, hey, it's, it's, it's good. And um, I've had people and my, you know, circle, like, the people I care about, they don't see me for a while. They get kind of triggered and like, oh, are you like high and mighty now? And I'm like, no, I'm just, you know, I've just decided to think things differently. And, you know, it is so good to see you, my goodness, you know, yes. and they still may, may be caught off guard, but know that you don't ever have to take on like shame or guilt of, Yes. either wanting to do something different or having a new identity for yourself. I know in some family dynamics that can be like, oh, are you too good for us now? 
or are you trying to forget about us? Because the family dynamic and the family, like just the whole background is you have to just be trudging in the dirt together. And then if you're not the type of person who's like that anyways, and you decided like, Hey, I'm not going to like trudge in the dirt. I'm just going to do that. Like they're going, people are going to think regardless and it has nothing to do with you, but it's hard when you get back into, you know, any dynamic, whether it's zoom or in person or social distance outdoors near a fire pit, whatever, (laughs) Yeah. you know, going back into that old dynamic, like it's okay to have like a moment to feel it. If you walk away and be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have to feel shame and guilt for like not feeling comfortable in this dynamic anymore. Like, no, that's okay. Take a deep breath, take a few deep breaths, go back in and, you know, just let uncle Bob do his thing. (laughs) Totally. Right. Let uncle Bob do his thing. Yeah. Hey, uncle Bob, that's cool. Whatever. Totally. Right. You know, and you said something so amazing. Really, it's the people, they have a difficult time accepting the change, mm-hmm. right? Especially the deeper, because this is all about changing your reality, mm-hmm. right? This is changing your reality. So when you start changing your reality, not everybody is ready to be on that ride with you, oh, yeah. right? And it's okay. That's why mm-hmm. on the roller coaster, there are people who want to sit in the front. There's people who want to sit in the back. It's a very similar reality. You're on the roller coaster together, but the experience is different. Mm-hmm. And you can't oh. force anybody to be at any part of the car they don't want to be in. Yeah. Right? And some people don't even want to be on the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll want to switch places too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I want to sit in the front this time. I want totally. to ride with you, like in the front, let's do this. Or yeah. sit in the back, you know? And that's completely totally. okay. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I'm such a firm believer of like, let's say that you and I were going on a roller coaster ride and I go, I love sitting in the front and you say, I love sitting in the back. I'm kind of scared. Would it be better for me to say, well, you go sit in the back. I'm going to go sit in the front. Or would it be more compassionate for me to say, oh my God, I'll sit in the back with you. Like I haven't sat in the back in so long. Let's do this together. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think all of a sudden that would create a bond that I didn't have to be sitting in the front seat. I've, I've been in the front for so many rides. I can move to the back. Some people, they get stuck in, I have to sit in the front. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deviate my position for anyone, but if you can be the person who can deviate because you've already been able to do that, you've already been in the front, you've been, you know, that getting the bugs in the teeth, right? (laughs) It's okay to sit in the back. You know, and when you can start to say, I can shift my gears in order to help the person I'm with be in a better state, I can do that because it doesn't affect my overall reality. Yeah. It doesn't make me anything other than I'm just here with my friend because I know that's going to make them feel better. Yeah. Right. You know, something that's really cool. One of my favorite quotes is from Osho. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he is just, 
I love him very much. And he's a rascal. He's a total Bell rascal. Him. Bell him so the viewers can yes. spell his name. Absolutely. O-S-H-O. Osho. He's a total, total rascal. Just love him so much. I love and rascal. I totally love <laughs> rascal, right? And he said, embrace inconsistency. Nice. Right? Embrace inconsistency. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you can do that, life gets so much easier. Mm -hmm. It gets so much easier. It just all of a sudden, you know, let's say that all of a sudden I go and I decide to get a tea and I'm going to get a, um, an herbal mint tea instead of a chai tea. And let's say one of my friends walks up to me and they're going, oh, did you get a chai tea? And I say, no, it's herbal mint. They go, what's wrong with you? You always get a chai tea. Well, I, I can get an herbal tea if I want. Why does it bother you so much that I'm not getting a chai tea? You're the one clearly bothered by the fact that I'm not getting, <laughs> right? It's because they want consistency in their life and I'm okay being inconsistent, mm -hmm. right? I can yeah. be inconsistent, right? I can, I can wave and I can float in and out. It's okay, I can go to a Thanksgiving meal and I can say, you know what? This year, I'm gonna try your stuffing with oysters even though I'm not really a big fan of oysters, I'm going to give it a try. My family, they're, they're pretty well aware of my inconsistencies now that That's they probably awesome. wouldn't be shocked, right? But if I were to go someplace where they, I haven't seen them for a while and they know that I don't really like oyster stuffing and I show up to their dinner and I say, hey, I'm going to try oyster stuffing, they might, they might get into themselves and say, but well, you hate it. I don't like that word very much, by the way. Hate every now and then you got to yeah. say it. I understand because it proves a point. You use it as utility, not as necessity, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, I mean, so, we use curse words on this show. So, yeah, you know, I would prefer to drop an F bomb over the H bomb. <laughs> exactly, right? right? <laughs> you know, because the, the potency that the word carries changes, right? Because yeah. I don't really drop. I don't curse all that much. So when someone mm -hmm. hears me actually curse, they're like, oh my God, dude, something <laughs> is serious. Like what's <laughs> going on? I'm, I haven't heard you say the F word. In, I don't even know when the last time I heard you say it, right? So all of a sudden I have taken a word that a lot of people use in a very cavalier way, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, and of course, if, if you have a friend, I've got a friend drops F-bombs all the time. There's no meaning to it anymore. There's no potency anymore. If the, if he drops an F bomb, it it rolls off people's shoulders. If I drop the F bomb, people are like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" Mm -hmm. Right. So I took the power of the word back. Yeah. Right. That's all. It's all about. It's all about the power of the word. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why I generally don't say the H word because <laughs> when I do use it, I want people to know it's for a purpose. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because hate can be muted down, just like the F word, you know? Totally. And yeah, exactly. And it is important to, I've, I've really understood the importance the last few years, especially of just um, understanding how much weight words should carry and then for me, I've also made a conscious decision to, I guess, overuse some words that may be taboo. And that's like a whole other topic too. But um, so that they, it is kind of desensitized around me, like on purpose, right? Yes. So 
Um, I think it's great that you do make sure that, you know, you reserve emphasis on just how powerful a word can be because a lot of times we just throw words around or we overuse words or whatever so we can desensitize ourselves so that we don't have to feel so that we can appear as if we're at a certain like power personally when really we're just desensitized and not really wanting to feel anything yeah and um I think that's important to understand as well because a lot of people do that in social situations and you know it, it translates you know not to kind of like veer off into a different like realm but you know your way <laughs> but let's like talk about diet or whatever you know yeah. like food in general like people who you know we emotionally stuff and we're going a lot of times when we emotionally stuff we physically stuff as well like if you don't overindulge and grandma's mac and cheese you may be like <laughs> knee deep and auntie's wine, right? I mean, we (laughs) (laughs) like a lot of times, you know, if you're in situations where you're like, I'm really not wanting to feel this right now, I'm just going to just get blitzed. Um, You know, that can happen too. And know that that is okay. Like just be aware that that happens. And is that something that you want to happen? Or what if you, you know, took your glass of wine and decided to just indulge in it just a little bit, just have a glass with your auntie who's, who may be a lush and (laughs) kind of lean in and be like, okay, crazy auntie, like you have your, your thoughts, like what's going on here? Just kind of lean into it. Like I... I've learned to kind of embrace the uncomfortable and like, let's just get uncomfortable together. Maybe this wine will help, you know, like, (laughs) but I think it's important to kind of perhaps open yourself up to the idea of doing that too. And know that you're okay. We oftentimes get in situations where we withhold ourselves because we're afraid of not being safe. And we're afraid that someone's going to hurt us or we're going to be hurt by events or circumstances. But oftentimes it's us hurting ourselves because we're closing off, we're self-abusing, we're self-medicating, we're protecting ourselves, this tough one, so to speak. And um, I love how you... Um, do choose words to limit and you also choose words to overindulge in as well or or bring to light like you you had a post the other day where you're like I love everyone and and that's in your your bio as well and I'm like that's great this person who just says like I just I love you like I don't know you but I love you and it's like great love you too, Joe. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) and that, that is so cool. Right. And I think it's great that you 
open yourself up to where I guess in that instance of, you know, I, uh, I'm not a fan of oysters. I hate and loathe oysters, but let's just eat this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's great to put yourself in a situation of I'm a little terrified, but I'm safe. I am safe. There's not a bear that's going to eat me alive somewhere. Totally. I am physically safe. Yes, yes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So my, my wife, she's uh, Cantonese. And when her uh, family came into town, we went to this uh, very traditional kind of uh, cafe where they serve juk with the thousand-year-old egg or the century egg. Have you ever had it? Uh-uh. It's a fermented egg. It's about the size of a kind of like a nut. And it's basically black in this white porridge. Now, it, it's it really, really like thousand-year-old. No, they just ferment it. And so it just, it just looks, you know, like it's really old. And uh, it definitely has a, a unique flavor and a unique smell. And when I first saw it, part of me was like, dude, I don't, I don't know if this is something I really want to eat. That was like the first thought that came to my mind, but I'm always willing to just say, you know what, let's go for it. Let's do it. And so I did. And after that, I was like, I actually kind of like this, uh, this fermented egg you know and they're small so it's not like you're just sitting there chomping down and chewing on it um but it was one of those moments like you're saying it's like embrace the uncomfortable a little uncomfortable to eat this kind of fermented little egg and i just had to laugh what was really cool was after i ate it the mother kind of gave me this like kind of like oh nice job you know yeah good go you good, yeah good good good, good job white boy <laughs> My first response to that, like to seeing that would be like, am I going to die? If I eat this, <laughs> am I going to die or am I going to be sick? Like, are there going to be physical repercussions for this? And then, and then I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's eat it. Like, let's figure it out. Yes. <laughs> so that's yes. awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. That you is know, so cool. Something else about the learning to embrace the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite sayings is solidarity and suffering, right? Because if we close ourselves off, kind of like what you were saying earlier, we, we might be talking to somebody who has gone through what we're going through and they came out on the other side. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, if we don't share, then how can we know? And all of a sudden, if you do share and you do open up, and of course you're gonna open up to the correct person, right? You're not just gonna walk up to some stranger, hopefully and just start blabbing, blah, 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 whatever it is, you know, you might if you talk to me just cause it's, that's the way it is. But, um, you know, you're, you're gonna open up to the right person. Maybe you're gonna share something that's going on in your life and they might say to you, oh my God, I was going through the exact same thing last year you know, if there's anything I can do to help you, like people want to help. Like if they know that you are experiencing what they experience, they want to help. They want to get you mm -hmm. through it. They want to get you out of it. Right. And so the solidarity and suffering is people want to help each other who have suffered in a very similar way and they want to get you out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's faster to heal by sharing it so that somebody who has been through it 
could share whatever tool or strategy they used to overcome. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I do know that sometimes when, you know, there are people or there can be times in your life uh, where, you know, maybe you don't feel safe with what's going on with the thoughts in your head. And you're like, I just don't trust my thoughts. And I think we've all seen that person where you're like just standing in line at the supermarket, just pre COVID. <laughs> and that person <laughs> is like, you know, they're just talking to you about everything. Their dog ran away. Their wife left them. You know, their, their kids aren't calling them back, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And, um, sometimes it's, I feel that it, instead of being like, okay, okay, weirdo, like go away. I feel that in those moments, it's important to be like, huh, my goodness. Thank you so much for taking time to share with me. You know, I really hope that it gets better. Like you will get through this. And I think that sometimes people are searching for that. Am I going to get yes. through this? Like the thousand year age, yes. am I going to die from yeah. this? You know, and yeah. I think a lot of people in their suffering and their enoughness or search for enoughness, they're like, am I going to be okay? And we, yes. I think a lot of us at the core of it, we have varying degrees of that. And sometimes, sorry, my dog's in Orca again. <laughs> uh, sometimes, you know, we have like a very small part of us that feels that way. And sometimes we're in our journey where we're just beginning and we're like, I, I don't, I don't know. Am I going to be okay? And um, I think it's, a, it's kind of neat to, if you can kind of see it that way as yeah. one of your tools in your toolbox, just think, where is that person and their suffering? Do they think they're going to yes. be okay? You know, and yes. like, maybe I want to be that person to just have them feel that, that sense of security or safety. It doesn't mean that you can be a walking doormat and they can verbally abuse you or berate you or use you in, in any way. You can have your boundaries and you can stand in yourself, but just being there, sometimes that helps both of you. 100%. And, you know, as you start to raise your vibration higher, the higher you raise your vibration, the people who are suffering, they tend to be attracted to that because they know that you're somebody, A, who won't judge because you're, you, you can't really be in a high vibration if you're judgmental. Mm-mm. But you lower yourself, you lower the vibration, right? So if you are vibrating at a pretty high, in a pretty high place, people who are suffering, they will come to you and they will begin to unload on you because they know it's a safe place, right? And like you were saying, it's just important for us to be able to sit there and listen and say, thank you for sharing. You know, I, you're going to get through it because you had enough courage to share with me and anyone with this much courage, they can make it through anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's such a beautiful thing. And I really appreciate when people do that, when people start opening up and they start sharing, because it's like, you know, most people, they don't share with strangers unless you mm -hmm. are a safe stranger to share with. Yeah, definitely. 
I agree 100%. So how do you, earlier in the conversation, you were talking about how you can have tools in your toolbox that you may not use for a while. Like, how do you like help yourself remember, hey, I have these tools. Like, what are, what are some good ways? Like, so for me, I can be a very organized person. Like I have um, a commonplace book and I like, I have okay. like my own little index, right? And then I'll yes. just have like ideas. I have a physical one because I, I'm just, I love that. I'm just an old fashioned, like if, if I could have a typewriter instead of technology, like I would totally do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I love my commonplace book. And I also have like Evernote and, and Asana where like, you know, and I've switched back and forth, but sometimes I'll just have like, um, articles or like links or um, like graphics where I can just refer to because sometimes yes. I just literally need that organized thoughts of okay I mean I'm really feeling stuck right now and this isn't working like what can I do like I'm I'm very much like the person who needs to do that but yes like what do you do because you may not be as structured you may be more willy-nilly or whatever so what do you what do you do uh i use a lot of metaphors okay i love metaphors i love love metaphors nice. so um you know there's something special about metaphor because metaphor uh, allows you to put a lot of tools into one place that has helped you. And by putting all of those tools in one place, when you share this metaphor with the person you're helping, then all of a sudden, you don't have to tell them the exact tool you're trying to use at that moment. They decipher the tool that they're going to use. Huh. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So you're a walking Yoda? <laughs> oh my god that's so funny so uh i have a bunch of friends and they, they call me joby one kenobi love it <laughs> right so um you know uh, let's say somebody comes up and they're like oh my god I'm, I'm going through a really dark time right now like i just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and i one of my favorite metaphors is the seed will never witness the tree it will become Hmm. right you can pick out of that what you want however if somebody's in a dark time they already know that they're sharing something in common with the seed the seed yeah. is in darkness right somebody who's in a dark time they generally a they don't see a way out of it if a seed is in darkness they're not really seeing the way out of it right away they just start mm -hmm. growing in a couple different directions right there's not, yeah. it just doesn't go in one direction. It starts going in a couple different directions. It's got to try to find its way out, which is what we're trying to do. You don't see the darkness of what's happening. You don't see the benefit of it when you're in it. You get out of a relationship. You're like, oh my God, I was in a relationship. I'm never going to be in a relationship again. That's absurd. Of course you are, right? Of course you are. But when yeah. you are in that moment, you're just like, oh my God, this is terrible, right? Mm -hmm. So you just... You don't see what you're going to become. And once you have become that 
new thing. That person who was in the darkness, they weren't able to see what you're going to become. Just like the seed won't witness the tree it will become. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And yeah, so often focus on the like end result and fixing the situation that we don't realize that there's a process. And there's a process. There's just a right? process. There's just a process. And that's why, you know, it's important to remember like the seed isn't just starting in one direction. It starts going in a couple different directions, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you have the seed on a towel. Yeah. Right. And the reason why is because the seed on the towel automatically knows where the light is coming from. The seed in the ground, it's searching for the light. It's searching for light, right? And so that's why it starts growing a couple different directions. Hmm. So that's like how we are. We're, you know, when you're in that place, you're like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in a couple different directions. Well, yeah. you're this, you're you're searching for the light at that moment, right? And that's that's what we're. That's why we share that. We share that with everything on the planet. We're always searching for the light because we want to get out of the darkness whatever that darkness could be, whether it's gut health. Oh my God. There's so much darkness in the gut health world. <laughs> it's, it's an it's extraordinary. And the amount of healing that can be done by simply fixing what goes inside, what, what you're putting in as far as like the sustenance and the nutrition, it's mind blowing, right? <sighs> Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> You do know. not get me started no yeah <sighs> isn't that the truth right, right. Yeah. and it ties into self-love and self-empowerment like literally just there are studies and i love how this topic or this um concept is really gaining ground and the medical world they're actually doing studies where more and more studies on thoughts and, and feelings, how they can metastasize into disease, you know? Yeah. And that's why for me, I do talk about a lot of, you know, emotional and mental and physical dis-ease can turn into disease. And it's like, thank you, finally, Western medicine for looking <laughs> into this because yeah. You know, doctors, um, general practitioners, you know, just anyone in the Western um, medical field, amazing. I um, am definitely not one, but I definitely, um, you know, I do feel like I'm an expert in my area of, yeah, but let's talk about your thoughts and your feelings and, and your habits. And like that makes the world of a difference because I'm living proof, you know? Like, yes, I yes. have an autoimmune disease and I have celiac disease and a lot of people in my family actually have celiac disease. It's generational. And you know what else is generational? A lot of the thoughts and the feelings that, yes. you know, my family's carried on, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> like to the very end, we're like, I'm not going to take this off my back. I'm going to let it crush me. Totally. Yeah, right. And so for me to go through that and wanting to just really provide hope 
that other people going through autoimmune disease and, and gut issues that they can unpack that and feel so much better. So sorry, Orca. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, it, it's so important to have that just as, you know, you going through your journey and kind of growing up with it really and yes. making it your own because you felt that it was a calling, a total calling. Although yes. I'm sure you were a really spiffy bartender. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. After COVID, you know, in a few years, um, like you and your wife come over, we'll like hang out outside. There make we go. Drinks. We can uh, <laughs> talk about metaphors and gut oh, I health. And I love it. Stuff. I love it. I love it. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> My goodness. Well, um, Great. Yeah. No, I just appreciate the conversation in general. It's totally, I think it's important to, again, just talk with other coaches and just bring forward the fact that, you know, we all have things to contribute and they're all interconnected. And, yes. um, I just, I just appreciate you sharing and, and everything. Oh, I appreciate you, my friend. Well, thank you. Now, <laughs> is there anything else you want to just say or discuss or whatever to my Deep and Roots podcast crew? Like, what's on your mind, friend? <laughs> anything? Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> You fill my heart with joy, 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 joy. Love it. We're doing Zoom and I like put my fingers up like they're lighters. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> that or, was or you're a awesome. Close in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, you're, so you're a total joy, Joe. You oh, really are. Thank you so much, my friend. You my are as well. Goodness. Well, thank you. And uh, that is it, my Deepened Roots friends. Thank you so much. Deepened Roots podcast covers elements of my one-on-one 90-day program that is founded on the concepts of acting out of abundance instead of fear and going for what serves you. From time to time, I'll also cover what speaks to me, what's important in the moment, who's influenced my work, and even bring you interviews with like-minded business owners. I also encourage you to reach out and let me know what else you'd like me to talk about. What moves you? What speaks to you? What serves you? Also, don't be shy. 
I've recently joined the Deo Cloud community, so you can check out the coaching services I offer and book a complimentary wellness discovery session. Just type in www.daocloud.com forward slash pro forward slash Kara, K-A-R-A hyphen O-E-L as in llama K-E-R. And find me on Facebook and Instagram pages by searching under Deep End Roots Health Coaching to not only book a discovery session there, but see the current happenings, musings, and shenanigans at Deep End Roots Health Coaching. Oh, and don't forget to join my newly reincarnated Facebook group called Busy Professionals Living with Gut Issues. I have weekly lives and conversations with the other group members that's more personal and interactive. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time.